This is the Pick It Up Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pick It Up Podcast. It's just me, Matt, this week to go over what we're doing in the month of May. So that's to include the our regular classes as well as the carry challenge that we announced to you guys last week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed April. April we kicked off the start to our tempo strength training cycle with the three big lifts being bench press, deadlift, and front squat. We played around with the tempo each week, so adjusting it slightly. We had some funny ones in there, or and by funny I mean different, in which we had to have the same tempo both on the way up and the way down. I know I had to experience those on my own, at least for the deadlift day. And that was a real game changer, making sure that I was carrying the load from the ground all the way to the standing position at that same slow pace. We also had a lot of pauses in there. So hopefully by now you've learned that tempo will make a, you know, it is a very big game changer in the way that you lift weights, in the amount that you lift. And hopefully you've learned that that weight on the bar is not as important as adhering to that tempo. So we begin the month of May in week five, if I'm not mistaken, of our current nine-week cycle. So try and be extra diligent as we wrap this one up, the cycle up with sticking to that tempo the entire time. I know I've said it several times on this podcast. Clay puts it in his brief write-up for some of his videos we cannot stress it enough, time under tension. You've seen us refer to it as King Tut. It's king for a reason. So take your time. If you're still unsure of how to read the tempo on the board, don't be shy. Just ask whoever is leading that class because we want to make sure that you're making the most of your time in the gym. And let's be honest, I don't think I've come across anybody when we sit down and see if you're a good fit for Pick It Up or we talk goals periodically. I don't think I've ever come across anybody that has not said they would like to tone up a little more. Tone is really just the buzzword for creating more lean muscle mass. All right. So when you guys say tone, that's what we hear. You want more lean muscle mass. We create more lean muscle mass by controlling those barbells, those weights for a longer period of time, forcing the muscle to activate even longer. Okay. So keep that in mind. Do not rush those movements. The weight on the bar is nowhere near as important as you controlling that tempo and getting that extra time under tension. All right, so cannot stress it enough. Respect that tempo work. It'll make a real big difference in you guys getting to your goals a lot sooner. The other thing that we did in the month of April that will still carry over was working on those interval-based workouts. So trying to get you guys to hone in on your pacing ability so not coming not shooting out the gates too fast when we say go but um so we're still going to get two to three of those interval workouts on a weekly basis working on those pacing and we want you guys to really try and focus on what we would refer to as a negative split meaning you get a little faster every round even if that's by one second that's still faster so try to approach each workout with that in mind all right Back to the, so the two to three intervals a week during the month of May, we will not be retesting any of the previous benchmarks. Okay, so some of those that came up in April, we're not going to see again in May, or those that came up in February, we're not going to see in May. Instead, we're going to see four new 
weekly benchmarks, excuse me, one new benchmark a week, so four throughout the month. And then when we get to June, you'll start to see a couple of those retests sprinkled in throughout the month of June. But this month, we're still really focusing on that tempo cycle, the two to three intervals a week. Towards the end of April, you started seeing some complexes, some Olympic lifting complexes sprinkled in there. We're For the entire month of May, we should see one Olympic complex a week as well. So those days where we kind of do a couple reps of different things before we set the bar down. So for example, if that's not ringing a bell for you, you deadlift, then you do a hang power clean, then you do a front squat. So I kind of combine different things there, but that would be an example of a complex where you're doing one rep of each before putting the bar back down and then adjusting the load. Okay, so we'll see an Olympic complex every single week, two to three interval-based workouts a week to continue to work on the pacing, that one new benchmark, and then we're finishing the tempo cycle for the big three. So we will get to retest your three rep lifts at the end of this month, the bench press, the deadlift, the front squat. So hopefully you guys recorded those numbers when we started this cycle five weeks ago, and you'll have something to shoot for when we get towards the end of this month. All right. And if you don't have any numbers in SugarWad for these big movements just yet, I would encourage you to do so starting this week, making sure that you're logging those lifts because like we say every single time, it's only going to help you guys moving forward, less guessing and checking every single week um, and more just making sure the needle's moving in the right direction. We'll also still see our one optional partner workout per week that typically falls on Saturday or Sunday. How about the crawling over the box yesterday for the Saturday workout? That I got to see a little bit. I was a little thrown off when that came up in programming, and we had a little bit of fun with it before we did our coaches' workout. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know Christy commented, like, I'm definitely coming to class because I don't know. I've never crawled over a box like this before. So hopefully you guys had fun with that. All right. Now let's talk about the challenge for the month of May. It's one that we've been kind of trying to plan for a little bit, but we're waiting on because we needed nicer weather because we didn't want you guys, you know, going outside in the freezing cold trying to get this done. So for the month of May, we are trying to accumulate as a gym. So all of us combined 500 miles of loaded carries. So we're going to use the same distances that we normally do in class. So one big lap around, that's your 400 meters. If you if you and three friends go out and do 400 meters together, you just got one mile done right there, okay? So after running some numbers based on like average class size, personal training clients, the fact that us coaches are going to get involved as well, 500 miles still be a little bit more of a stretch. We'll find out. Um, so hopefully we can all come together and do this. If you didn't read what I wrote earlier in this week when we announced it, if... The simplest way to put it that I think you could put it is that carries are probably the easiest, and I am doing air quotes right now, the easiest thing you can do to get stronger, to not only get stronger in your core, in your grip strength, in your upper back, especially those shoulders, which shoulders often become injured through various movements since the shoulder goes in every which direction. So this is a great way to prevent those injuries. Um, but it's super simple. It's an underrated. They're all underrated in my opinion. And if you've ever been in the gym while somebody is doing a personal training session, there is a wonderful chance 
that you've seen them just walking back and forth with a pair of dumbbells or kettlebells. They might be in various positions. That's what we're going to talk about right now. Um, just the, making sure you get the most out of it, making sure you know why you're doing the carries. So not only is it something super simple, just grabbing you know one or two implements and going for a walk, because it's something that you so commonly do, go for a walk or walk around, it's very low risk exercise, very low risk and very high reward, kind of getting back to those things that I just mentioned when it comes to like bulletproofing your shoulders or your core or your grip. And the, the reward also translates to so many other things that you do in the gym on a day-to-day basis because just taking the grip strength, for example, you challenging that grip with once again, if you think about it, more time under tension because you're going for a walk, you're going to be able to hold on to your barbells longer to get through more reps. You're going to be able to hold on to those pull-up bars longer to get through more reps or stay, you know, whether it's pull-ups, toes to bar, they're all connected because everything that we do, we're holding on to something. So now let's just briefly talk about the various kinds of carries that you guys can utilize this entire month. And we would encourage you to mix and match. You know, don't just do what comes easy to you. Just like we always say with the barbell, you know, heavier is heavier. So even going from the 15 pound kettlebells to the 18 pound kettlebells might seem like a small jump just when you say it out loud, but heavier is heavier and it is going to make you stronger. Okay. So we, and we also have several different things that you can use in the gym aside from the normal ones. So the popular ones being dumbbells, kettlebells will be the easiest ones to grab and just go for a walk. Just make sure it's challenging. All right. You don't want it to just be this very brisk walk around the building. We're also not looking for you to take 10 minutes per lap kind of thing, but you guys can mix and match depending on your goals. So if you're looking to build a little more muscular endurance, you're going to spend some time figuring out the appropriate weight in which you can then let's stick with the 400 meter example, find a challenging load in which you can get around the 400 meter loop with, you know, maybe one break, maybe two, but no more than that to build that muscular endurance. If you're looking for a little more just brute strength when it comes to your grip or your core or those, you know, that upper back, all the main muscles that we're talking about working, then you can load it up, load up those kettlebells, go with heavier dumbbells, and maybe you end up with some more calculated breaks throughout. Like you need to get to 200 meters and then you take 10, 15 seconds off to then break before you go again. But there's, there's plenty of landmarks that you guys can use, as you might know by now, while you're going around the building. Like, all right, I'm going to get to the 200 meters. Then I'm going to take 10 seconds off. Now I'm going to get to that back driveway by the Taekwondo place. Then I'm going to get all the way back around to the top where the marquee is, the sign with all of the different tenants. Play around with it. So now you could talk farmer's carry, which is going to be just two implements down at your side, standing nice and tall, pinching those shoulder blades together. So it's going to work on that posture because you're not going to allow everything to round forward. You're holding on to those kettlebells or dumbbells. So it's taxing that grip a ton. And as long as, as long as we're saying posture, it also means your core too, because you're not letting everything get pulled forward. Okay. So that's with those down at your side. You can also then lift the two of them up to the front rack position. The front rack position is probably one of my favorites when it comes to these different carries. And that's because it's the one of the most challenging, if not the most challenging on that core, your stomach. So make sure though that you're not flaring that elbow up and to the side. Your elbow should be pretty close to your ribs, like locked down with your actual elbow pointing down towards the ground. 
pointing down towards the ground. The kettlebell's in the front rack position, meaning it's kind of resting right above your elbow. Okay, and then a very silly thing that you can do to almost, I wouldn't say fully defeat the purpose, but definitely make it a little easier that I want you guys to try and avoid. When you get those two in the front rack, do not interlock your fingers. Okay, we are looking for each hand, each arm to hold its fair share of the load. If you interlock those fingers, you then, in essence, made it into one implement, like going from two dumbbells to a barbell, okay? And that's gonna make it a lot easier. So keep those fingers fully locked around your kettlebells, making sure that you're not interlocking them, making your life a lot easier with that front rack position. And then the other third one, very popular one, which a lot of you guys, all of us, will benefit from, would be getting something locked out overhead, whether it's one arm or both arms, think of that same awesome shoulder position that we get into when we lock it out overhead in which your wrist is directly over your elbow, which is directly over your shoulder. As I mentioned earlier, the shoulder is going is the most often injured joint on a human just because it's goes in every possible direction, the circular motion that it does. So there's a lot of room for error. This is a great way to stabilize that shoulder joint with that load overhead, which will help cut down on a little, some of the aches and pains that you guys experience on a week to week basis, okay? So not only are those bones stacked directly over one another, you're also thinking of keeping that bicep in line with your ear. So if somebody's looking from the side, they cannot see your ear. If they can, you either need to remember to pull that weight back a little bit more, back towards your back, or maybe it's just a little bit too heavy right now so go down a tiny bit in weight to make sure that you can keep it locked down in a good position. We don't want you just wasting your time reinforcing negative positions. Okay, so hopefully you guys are excited about this. Like I said, it was something that we've been talking about for a while because we have all seen the tremendous benefits. Like I said, the low risk and the very high reward for something as simple as loaded carries. So I keep saying kettlebells and dumbbells, but you can also grab the sandbags off of the shelf. You can also grab the actual farmer's handles, which are in a barbell rack. Um, if you didn't see my post, just whatever clips are on there, they're meant to stay with that bar. Not all the clips fit on this bar. A lot of them will just slide off and on. You can also mix and match. So one farmer's handle down in the farmer's position, one dumbbell overhead. Okay, that's also a great way to not get bored throughout the month. You don't always need both pieces in the same position. So you can go, one front rack, one overhead. One overhead, one down by your side. One sandbag, one kettlebell. Get creative, make it challenging. Um, when it comes to the sandbags, they are set. There's two different, currently there's just two different weights. We can of course load them up however you uh, feel is necessary, but you'll see when you open them, two tubes or a tube of sand, each tube of sand, that packing in there is 20 pounds. So if you grab one right now, it's probably gonna weigh 20 or 40 pounds, but we can definitely move a couple of those to the inside of another bag and make it 60 pounds or 80 pounds, whatever is necessary. Another great one that I almost forgot about that I'll leave you with is one that uh, our Jess Movers, I believe, are awesome at, that they do a good amount of in class, and we call it pinch grip carries. So just grabbing the plates that we use to put on your barbells every single day and just pinching them, not holding them by the circle, but still getting them down at your sides, all right? And then I said I was going to leave you with that one, but then that let me think of this other one, a kettlebell, an upside-down kettlebell. 
with your, and then you get your elbow in line with your shoulder, so your elbow's in front of your body, that kettlebell is upside down pointing towards the ceiling, it's gonna be even more challenging on that shoulder girdle trying to stabilize. Make sure you start extra cautious on that one. We don't want that kettlebell hitting you in the face. Okay, so just practice it in the building before you go for a walk. There are two charts over by the in-body that I believe Coach West has marked up with like the key that we'll use to log all of these throughout the month. All right, but get after it, guys. We're really excited to hear about the positive changes that you guys are experiencing throughout the month as you continue to make these weights heavier and heavier as you get stronger. All right, thanks for listening. I'll see you at the gym this week. Once again, thank you for listening to the Pick It Up podcast. Please remember that we do these shows for you. So if there is ever anything that you would like us to cover, don't be shy. Just let us know. We will talk to you next week.